0: Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 240. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is not with me right now, but he will be with me momentarily. He's just finishing up a little bit of work in his room. I think he actually went to go grab a little slice of pizza. Because we are in New York City for UFC 244. The young Mike Bond is with us as well. He'll be with us in just a moment as well to talk all about UFC 244. The BMF title is on the line. Cover your ears, kids. The baddest motherfucker is going to be crowned. It is Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz going up against it. In the headliner, and it is—it's uh, been a bit of an adventure. Listen, it's—it's uh, uh, it's been a bit of an interesting week. Of course, we're all expecting a great fight. I mean, how can you not be hyped up for this fight? And I'll just say right now, it has got that big fight feel—the amount of media, the the number of people paying attention. I mean, this, the the interviews and the scrums—it's been feeling like a Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, Brock Lesnar type level of interest in this fight, and uh, I think uh, it's going to end up being a home run for the UFC. But for me, man, this fight week started a week ago. Now, I was actually on vacation last week. I took some time off just to get some stuff done around the house. You know how it is. you, you got to burn some days. They, they get used up. Uh, you, know, you, you, you turn them in at the end of the year, and if you don't use them, you're just giving them back to the company. So I took a couple days off. And, uh, you know, of course, we did the road show anyway. You still got fresh content. You know, we always do that. But, you know, I was taking a couple of days off. And Friday afternoon, uh, I guess it would be evening time, really, uh, my son and I were, were downtown in Las Vegas. We were helping set up for this grappling tournament um, that, that he would actually compete in the next day. Gold medal and a silver medal, by the way, I'll just say, for the little man in this past weekend's jujitsu jitsu tournament uh which that was a story in itself but we're there setting up uh you know if you if you set up if you volunteer to set up they waive your registration fee so saves 90 bucks plus I thought you know it's a good lesson for the kid come in and help out and you know kind of kind of put some work effort work effort uh into getting set up for the tournament and everything and feel like you're a part of it so anyway we're doing that and I get a phone call from a USC staff member who says hey uh what are you doing can you get to the office right now and I'm like well I kind of can't actually I volunteered to do this help and, and, and I'm, you know these people are kind of counting on me I said well we kind of need you to get here <laughs> so I was like all right so I went and explained to the people that, that I was volunteering with I'm like hey I know this is weird uh, you know I'm, I'm an MMA reporter I gotta go sorry about that uh, so, I, so I left and uh, went to the office and, and to be honest had no idea what we we're there for now of course the Nate Diaz situation was up in the air and so we assumed it was related to the Nate Diaz situation and to be honest at that point, assumed that, you know, the fight was maybe going to be off. Even though I was off, I was, you know, kind of talking to some people and and trying to get, you know, answers and and messages back and forth, and, and, you know, wasn't getting a lot of answers, basically. It was a lot of of questions. And so I thought, man, they're going to call this fight off, and uh, we're supposed to go to New York next week, and and no offense, because it's a good card. There's a lot of good fights in this card, but, man, if it was – Gastelum and Till in the headliner, no disrespect to those guys. It just wouldn't have that same energy, man. It wouldn't be that same type of fight. So showed up. Uh, myself, uh, Kevin Ioli, Brett Okamoto were there for reporters, and uh, I had to take my son with me. I did I did tell him, I was like, listen, uh, my wife is out with some friends, and, and my son was with me, and he's with me, so he's going to have to come. He said well uh, that's fine we'll you know bring bring him along so little man went with me went with me to the UFC office and uh, we were we were ushered into to Hunter Campbell's office and we sat down and that's where Hunter Campbell and Jeff Nowitzki kind of laid out what happened and i'm sure you saw the reports you know the headlines were out i'm sure you read the quotes uh, we weren't allowed to shoot video we were asked not to um hunter admitted he was exhausted he had been working on it for a couple of days they've been trying to get everything done and i think he just didn't want to uh, to be on camera i mean that's a that's a different level right i mean you got to have some some readiness or some preparedness or some comfortability but um but you know we were allowed to to record the audio and um listen it's a, it's a meeting it's not the most you know this is not fighter trash talking this is not uh maybe the most entertaining media and maybe i shouldn't be setting it up that way because i think it's pretty riveting but to me more than anything i think it's very telling man i think it's very educational um you know some of the quotes have been read but i don't know i i kind of like for you to 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 get that experience of what we experienced that night to see what you feel you know to see how it sounds to you because um listen man the situation is starting to get a, a, a little bit more frequent i mean uh, as you as you'll hear in here, you know, as, as the the sensitivity on this testing continues to develop, um, man, you know, this this is you know kind of very much related to the John Jones situation. Picograms, you know, small small little tiny amounts, um, but you know, I, I they the UFC executives certainly did not believe that Nate Diaz is a cheater, and I know that's not a controversial statement. I don't think most people believe that Nate Diaz is a cheater. Um, I think that's why this one caught us all so off guard. Uh, but I don't know. I thought it would be good because, uh, there hasn't been an official record of this out there. And, uh, we try to bring you on the road. we try to bring you behind the scenes a little bit, a little bit of a part of our job. And I thought, Hey, you know, maybe it'd make sense to hear some of this conversation. Now it ended up being about a 45, 50 minute conversation. I'm certainly not going to play all of that for you. I know at that point you'd probably be bored. Shout out to my kid. Uh, at seven years old who sat through forty five minutes of this and didn't make a sound. I had to give him very much props to that he was very quiet, very polite and very respectful. Uh and I had to give him major praise for that and I took him I took him out to uh, to go get some, some uh some food of his choice, some treats of his after that because he, he certainly deserved it. But uh anyway, here's here's the choice stuff. You're gonna hear uh the familiar voice of Jeff Novitsky in there. That's a big portion of what you're gonna hear. Um, and then you also hear Hunter Campbell, who you may not know uh, his voice very well, but that's the other voice that you're going to hear in here besides my own. Um, Hunter Campbell is uh, now just uh, – job job title just changed to chief business officer. Um, but, he, you know, behind the scenes, he's a big part of USC operations um, and is involved in a lot of day-to-day stuff. So he was, he was very, very involved in this as well. So anyway, uh, I, I guess before we get to USC 244 um, – man, you you, you got to know how we got here, right? I mean, we almost didn't get here. Um, but this was the, the the moment that we found out the fight was still happening inside UFC headquarters last Friday night. How do you guys want to do? do? You guys want to I mean, start on. with a statement or Why anything? Why do
1: explain to us what, just what happened? Yeah, I mean, well, as you can read in this statement, um, so – we were notified um, of a couple of recent tests on Nate Diaz um, that came back showing very, very low levels of substance called LGD4033, also known as ligandrol. Um, substance is a SARM, selective androgen receptor modulator. Um, not only LGD4033, but Osterine's been in the news a lot. Um, SARMs, and I've been talking about this, you know, in the public for a while. Um, probably the biggest culprit in terms of supplement contaminations. And so, you know, anytime that we now get calls from USADA about a SARM positive, the first question is, what are the levels? Um, so, uh, in this case, Nate's levels were very, very small. Um, he. Uh, Basically, you know, the term picograms came up in the John Jones thing, which is a trillionth of a gram. Um, and so these levels were in the double digit picograms. Um, we obviously, you know, knowing Nate's background, knowing that, you know, how he, uh, plant-based vegan, very outspoken against, you know, cheaters in sports, anabolic steroid users immediately thought, man, you know, very similar to Neil Magni. This is guy's probably the least likely candidate that you'd ever seen. So what's going on here? So in any of these cases, when this happens from USADA, my department, which is me and Donna Marcolini, uh, go into action, calling our sources, asking about the drugs. And obviously one of the first things we ask the athlete is what supplements were you using? Um, so we, you know, interacted with Nate and or his team, um, over the last week and um, got the subs, the supplements that he was using. Uh, they were sent to the Smyrtle Sports Medicine Research Testing Laboratory in Salt Lake City, which is run by Dr. Daniel Eichner and tested this week. And uh, literally of the, the batch of samples, the last sample they put on the machine uh, turned up positive for the LGD 4033. Now uh, it's noted in the, sample, in the statement here, and I think this is, you know, this is really the, the money point on this issue that the amount. And you know, I've talked about what a picogram is, and talking about you know one trillionth. It's very ha- hard to wrap your head around that. But you saw the science experts basically did the calculation, and with the amount of contaminant, it would have taken the ingestion of ten thousand of these capsules. They were in capsules, which Right away, they're very difficult to uh, tamper with a capsule. You know, if it's powder, it'd be easy to sprinkle some in a capsule. You'd have to open it, inject it, whatever. There was no, no evidence supplement. of that. What's that? You're talking about the supplement, the supplement okay. correctly. Basically, the, the level that he had in his
2: system is the equivalent, correct, of one ten thousandth of one
1: therapeutic dose. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to take ten thousand capsules to take the equivalent of one dose of LGD-4033. So I think that's pretty easy for the layman to understand what a small, small level that is. So, I mean, it it makes sense, and we confirmed it as well, that no athletic performance enhancing benefit from that. Um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, our suspicions were um, correct. Um, Nate Diaz didn't intentionally take this and proven that it came from uh, very, very low-level contaminant of a supplement.
0: So, <clears throat> I know
1: that Nate isn't the biggest wordsmith sometimes but in
0: his communication, but that statement he posted, the way it sounded, it was like almost like he was being told to cover things up. Like, don't say anything. Keep your mouth shut while this is all going on. Can you explain, I guess?
2: I, I can handle that. Yeah. So, as I think you guys are aware, the change in the policy going back over a year ago was give athletes the opportunity to let the process play out before anything public is announced because what we learned over the period of time was a number of athletes were immediately branded as cheaters before any information was actually out there and what we clearly saw coming is exactly what had occurred this time around in that a guy like Nate Diaz who in my list I would probably put as the number one least likely athlete on the entire UFC roster to take performance enhancing drugs. It's so contradictory to his moral fiber as a human being that I couldn't even conceive that this would be the situation he would be in, right? So the idea was take the time to understand what's going on because what we also knew what we were trying to convey to his team, and I don't know what occurred in terms of language between Nate and his team and his lawyer and his manager and all of that stuff, Nobody here ever told Nate, don't comment, don't do this, don't do that. What we said to him was, you have the ability to remain quiet and let this thing play out. We had a very high degree of confidence, which was conveyed to his team multiple times, that by today we were going to have the results of all the tests and a very good chance we would have the results of all the supplement testing so that you would then have the ability to completely formulate what was in front of you and say, this is what happened and this is exactly the cause of it. I never cheated. I would never be a cheater. And this establishes exactly what I've said all along. What Nate does or doesn't say, or what he meant to say, I can't speak for Nate. But I'm telling you, that's the context of what occurred. So it might be a better question for him or his team on what he was told, Yeah. but I think that a part of him, if I'm guessing, was speculate. I'm speculating completely my guess is that he felt like he was being told, let the thing play out so we know everything that's happening. And knowing Nate the way I've dealt with him in the past, I think maybe it was too much for him to just handle internally, and he did what he wanted to do. And again, it would be better to ask Nate this, but just
0: since we don't have access to him right now, you know, the statement, hey, the fight is on, but it wasn't ever a USADA issue or USC issue. It was Nate saying, I'm not taking this fight because of all this bullshit that's going on right now. So can you, I guess, convey what he said to this point? Or is there any,
2: I mean, is, is he, is he in now that this statement is out? Yeah, I have every reason to believe he's in. I mean, what was important to Nate from, uh, from immediately before anything he put out there or anything he commented, as it was conveyed to us, was that he be cleared. That was the single most important thing to him. And I think what was telling in his statement that he put out animated as it was, as Nate usually is, it it, it highlights exactly what I think the evolution of the anti-doping world is starting to show, which is, Nate's comment was, I don't cheat, I only take plant-based, vegan, whatever that comment was in its entirety, you guys will know, look it up and know, what he basically had contaminated was exactly what he believed he took, a plant-based, vegan,
1: organic, multivitamin. Period, end of discussion. I don't think in my 20 year history in anti-doping I've ever seen a case where the evidence so well supported an unintentional contaminated supplement use case. Yeah. Everything in this case. I mean, there was two separate bottles actually of this product. Each one independently tested positive for just about the exact same level. And again, the scientific calculation of what was in the low level of the product uh, worked out perfectly in terms of what was excreted um, in his urine. Did, you know, I asked Hunter this yesterday. So there was a period of time when things were on the water ban list and they were banned at all times. Mm-hmm. When did we get to this point where it's a threshold? So, I mean, that's been evolving, you know, over the last probably year or so um, as drug testing sensitivity has gotten better and better. And we've started to see these low level cases. We realized, I realized that, Hey, this isn't 20 years ago where, when you got a call from USADA, you knew, Hey, this athlete's doping. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, you look at, you know, our program and the statistics in it, you know, I think just under half either have been definitively proven or indicating of contaminants. And so I'm not, I'm not here at the UFC to spend, you know, hours and to suspend athletes for, you know, the strict liability provision. I think strict liability 15 to 20 years ago was a legitimate, you know, um, uh, take on it. It's not anymore because we're living in a more and more. And I I talked about this in the California uh, stakeholders meeting. We're living in a more and more contaminated world. We've seen cases in the UFC of well water contaminated. We've seen multiple food cases of contamination. We've obviously seen supplements. We've seen legitimate prescription drug contaminant cases. This isn't like, Hey, be careful and don't go to the store and buy supplement that says testosterone, 4,000 on it. You, you're talking about just living a normal daily life being right. exposed to these things. I mean, you probably read about people flushing prescription drugs down the toilet. Well, it's getting in our water supply. And as we get closer and closer to more and more sophisticated, Um, sensitivity of testing, you're going to see these more and more. And that's why the need for a threshold is evident here. Um, This isn't 20 years ago. We're in the the new age of anti-doping. We've got to have that. There needs to be some protection for athletes. And and, as Jeff and I have talked a lot about this,
2: as we saw really publicly with John Jones, it was the first real major public case of something that suggested, at least to the public, that this was far more complicated than a strict liability case that historically had been adopted. And what became apparent in the process of going through that case, not only with the Nevada Athletic Commission, California Athletic Commission, New York Athletic Commission, what's interesting about the cases, all three of those commissions were directly involved in the John Jones scenario. Mm -hmm. John Jones was supposed to fight in New York. So the commission was apprised of everything that had been occurring with John Jones leading up to that under the assumption that he was going to compete in New York. They needed to be aware of what was going on and they needed a little of comfort. Kim, Andy, and Bob Bennett, all three of them, had the, they had the ability to get ahead of this because of John to see kind of what was going on. And I think that as Jeff and I went through the Jones case, and I went through the arbitration with John and the whole thing, it was fascinating me to see where this thing was headed in terms of the sophistication. Of the scientific evolution of the testing process and how to be a WADA accredited lab, you only needed to test at two nanograms, and now you have reported cases down to a picogram, a single picogram. And as far as I know, the WADA threshold in terms of what labs are required to test down to hasn't changed past two nanograms. Two
1: today. nanograms. So that's the technical document that WADA says if you want to be a WADA accredited laboratory, you have to detect a SARM at two nanograms. That's the requirement. Well, these labs are like, it's, it's an arms race. And they're like, well, we can, we can detect down to a hundred people. Now they're detecting down to a single picogram, hmm. where where the water technical document says, all you have to do is two nanograms. I mean, is it good and give it information? Can they catch someone who, who was, you know, doping six months ago, it's still floating around their system, maybe, but more likely than not, you're just picking up, you know, all these environmental contaminants. This was, I mean, I'm speaking to you guys.
2: As friends do. This was my nightmare scenario. As I was dealing with John, this literally was what I was calling Jeff and saying, like I can attest to that. Like (laughs) once you said it a hundred times, I got, I started waking up at night, literally like this is bordering an immoral issue for me where I feel like we now know what clearly is happening. What, what are we going to do? Because Listen, as an attorney, there's certain professions where your judgment and your reputation are the only thing that matter to you, right? It's the only thing that matters. If you lose that, it's over, as far as I'm concerned. And I kept saying to Jeff, like, if we don't figure this out, if we don't do this, we're gonna have a situation. My nightmare scenario, I used to say this, was I'm gonna get a call that Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, these guys that I know because I know them in and out, would never in a million years do this, are gonna find themselves. They're gonna be branded a cheater, and that will impact not only their career, but their legacy. That is the single worst thing, in my opinion, that you could do to somebody, and in, in particularly as a fighter in this profession. Your legacy is what you do this for at the end of the day. The money's great, and everything else is great. You do this for your legacy. And I don't want us to ever be a part of anything that negatively affects someone's legacy, you know, who did something unintentionally, who did nothing wrong. Nate did nothing wrong. Nate is not a cheater.
0: So Nate did nothing wrong. Nate is not a cheater. You can't say it much more clearly than that. And uh, now we'll talk about it with the two young men I welcomed into my room just briefly ago. I mentioned them earlier. It is cold coffee in the house.
3: Mm. Slightly warmed up since being in this non Cold. Yes, hotel room. it is
0: not a meat locker like you like to keep your hotel room, sir. And the young Mike Bond has made his way in as well. The, uh, the the short trip down from Toronto, Canada, treating you okay so far?
4: Yeah, not too bad. A little warmer than Toronto right now, so I'll take it.
0: I dig it. I dig it. All right, one fun, funny part of the uh, equation that I did leave out of that story of our Friday night, the UFC two forty four fight week kicking off early yes, for us yes. was I was not the only one from MMA Junkie who was summoned to come down to the UFC office, so. Was cold coffee, mm-hmm. and he wasn't pleased about it. I can tell. I I know cold coffee well enough. I could hear the words on the phone. I could the tone. It was very <laughs> subtle. It was very subtle. Well, plus,
3: I was I was the backup guy for Bellator, so like oh, so like I right. was on watching Bellator at anything at any moment. Like Maddie could have been like, "Can you handle this?" And I'd be like, "Okay," because that's what I was supposed to right. do. So anything I had to leave was just like, "Are you fucking serious?" This better be good.
0: So he rushed down there without knowing what was going on. Got his gear set up, was all ready, and that's when we found out there was going to be no video, as I mentioned. At which point, Cold Coffee just turned around and went home.
3: <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> Luckily, I mean, it, at that point of the day, there's no traffic or whatever, but you know me, I always fucking bitch about having to go to the south side of town. So the fact of rushing, dropping everything, and then uh, packing up, grabbing gear, and then going down there just to get told sorry no video i'm like why am i here <laughs> bit of a heartbreak
0: bit of a heartbreak for sure all right well listen I, I want to kind of get your guys take because this is a fluid situation of course y'all weren't in the room but you've, you've definitely all covered it all um and been a part of it I, I i'm having trouble knowing what the right thing to do is and i, I want to hear if you guys have a, a an opinion on what's right because you know they changed the policy before remember we rolled out this you policy and it was listen when when there's a problem with something we're going to announce it And then we'll work through it, right? And then people complained. And I get the complaints, right? The whole thing of what happens when you make a claim on page one and then you make a retraction, you know, on page ten. Everybody remembers the initial claim. So-and-so is guilty. And then you come back six months later and they're like, oh, no, by the way, he's not
4: really guilty. Damage is done.
0: Yeah, damage is done, as you said. So I understand why they changed the policy, right? But now that we're in this policy of, well, listen, we don't say anything unless they want to say something. And... It feels like it's not as transparent as it should be, so it feels it feels kind of shady to me and, and 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 so I don't know like i i don't i can't I can't figure out which one is is right because I feel like you're damned if you do and damned if you don't
4: yeah, I don't think there's a perfect answer I mean like I know it'd be nice to sit here and make some like eloquent argument about like the positive and negatives of each situation blah 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 um I mean, there is positives and negatives to the situation. I just don't know which is more meaningful or which we, direction we need to go. I mean, they've kind of tried both avenues and there's clearly been, you know, upside to both, downside to both. Um, I kind of preferred it the old way where they're a little more upfront about it and they had announced the failure at first and then we would have mm-hmm. to, you know, figure out the situation. Um, I don't know, it's just tough because like you look at, some of these people who have been exonerated from tainted supplements. Like, yo, Romero, even after winning a case, suing the company that tainted his supplement, people still call him a cheater. They say he's on steroids, etc., etc. So, like, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, and then they they hold it till after the fact, and you're like, oh, like, you know, what actually went on here? How long have they been discussing this? Like, there's... I just don't know what the solution is. I don't
0: either, man. I I, I can't figure it out, and... I just because you don't want to you don't want to stain somebody's reputation like that, but at the same time, the, the other thing I, I definitely do know is is we heard Jeff Nowitzki there talking about the you know the policy, the USADA policy is evolving, and now we've instituted these thresholds. And to me, what we heard there all makes sense. It's all it's all I logical, agree. right? The thresholds are fine. the The testing is getting so good now; it's almost too good, you know. So it all makes sense. But again. Announce it before something happens. Don't announce it after the fact. And I know, I mean, we had mentioned on the road show, they're talking about releasing new USADA policies, and I think they're basically already working under the new policies. They just haven't released them all yet. But that to me, again, in the effort of transparency, it makes it feel like we're making it up as we go along. And yeah. and, and I think with well, it John- certainly feels like that they're making it up as they're going along. Right, which which is sure. cool. I mean, it does need to be adapted. But yeah. if you if you announce something up front, and then it affects a case. You go, oh, well, hey, man, they said those were the rules. I knew this was the rules. Yeah. But when you're announcing new rules as a case is unfolding, that to me, even if you're acting on the up and up, and I trust Jeff Nowitzki, I do. I know some people may say whatever. I believe he's on the up and up. The golden uh, snitch. The, the golden snitch. I believe he's on the up and up. But when you're announcing it as something's happening, it just feels to me like it's, like again, like you're making it up as you go along.
3: Yeah, you're right. I mean, the fact that they're still adapting it and changing policies and, you know, and uh, just does make it feel like they are still figuring out and I get that. But, I, I mean, I like the idea of the transparency of initially claiming that there's something. I wonder if there's a way that they can <clears> – <throat> even if they feel like they just need to release something, they can just say, hey, there's a possible violation that uh, USADA is, is uh, reporting, you know, dating back to X event or whatever. Mm-hmm name will not be notified until, you know, the th- the the whatever testing. If they're saying there's a threshold, I think that they could there could still be um you know, some sort of notice of what's That's going on but like, without actually
0: revealing, the, revealing
3: name. the name until they know for sure that the actual testing is done. That way people can say okay, you saw wasn't holding the information. Um they can get the little bit out there and it protects whoever's out there. That's interesting. Until the final spot, I, I mean, kind of
0: like that. So if it's somebody on a card, you could say, well, I mean, uh, granted, I guess maybe that would cast disper- you know doubt on 24 people <laughs> right. or whatever. But yeah. I mean, but everyone's but on steroids, right? But if it's not, but if it's not an event, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could just say, listen, an undisclosed UFC fighter has been alerted. That's the a, thing;
3: they don't even really have to give the event. But if you want to get a, as close as you probably can without saying on the co-main event, you know, yeah, yeah. or on the main card or something. And if you want to specify when it is, because by doing that, you sort of set up a time frame of the athletes that have been there, how slow you saw this test processing is happening. Because if they say it's an event that happened six months ago, why are we still finding out about it now?
0: You could give it like a case number that you can refer back to. Hey, what happened to case 1572 that was 17 months ago that you never said anything about?
3: And then they can say, well, it came back that the testing didn't whatever, and so we decided to not – Pursue anything along those lines or something.
4: There's oh, just got to be a way. The genius continues, <laughs> my man. But, that's right. I, as I of it, late, you've been idea. on it. Um, I think it would be painful for us as journalists because I feel like well, every time that one to go we're searching through 600 fighters on the roster <laughs> and which one it could be. And like, I feel like that would be absolute hell on that perspective because I right. feel like it would be our obligation to try to, to try. dig in and find You're right. some more information. But you but figure
3: we have that same machine that is. On the other, the other side of when they actually do give a name, we have all these outlets now that are like, okay, we must crank out three stories on said person. Whereas by doing that, we are in a sense digging the grave for the athlete, and it makes it a lot harder for an athlete to, uh, you know, right. exonerate their name because even if the story never actually says that this person's dirty or whatever, it's reported or it's whatever—all the sort of phrasing that I think people are just like, oh, okay, well. Now he's got to go extra hard to, mm-hmm. to, to clear his name because people are already out there. I saw it on the internet. I saw his name or whatever. I mean, I like the fact that they're saying that something ha- that, that something happens. But now the fact that they are going out and saying, okay, well, we're doing it. But they're pulling back after the fact and saying thresholds and changing it after the fact. If you're going to be wishy-washy and yeah. do it, don't bring somebody down to some point like what happened in this, in this case where – you know, you got a guy that clearly, uh, you know, outside of weed, is not actively trying to put anything in his body. Right. <laughs> you know, um, so they they just got to fix the process. There's there's got to be a fine line. If they could find a way that, uh, you know, everybody's sort of happy, where they're giving some information, but not ruining somebody and making somebody, because then at that point, you know, it's the it's the guilty until proven innocent. They, as soon as their name's put in, they stop
0: short of showing us the label because they can't. They can't identify the product because yeah. uh, you know there's legal implications there and, and Nate may want to sue just like you all remember. That he mean, knows
3: you it. can't you got you want to protect the fucking product, but you can't protect the fighter. I know it's crazy. That's but, a little shitty. <laughs> but they showed
0: us they showed us a portion of the label, so I, I bet if I worked hard enough I could figure out what it was. I mean I'd just have to look at like thousands of, of, of Whole know, supplements. supplements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next time I'm at Whole Foods, you know. <laughs> but it was it, it was called bad. jacked vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like – I mean, the the label did have things like uh, vegan, non-GMO, t- it tested. It actually said tested on there. You know what I mean? So it was like – I I don't know. I, at the end of the day, I do feel like justice was served here, right? Like none of us think Nate Diaz is cheating and taking steroids, right? Yeah. I mean, like I feel like the right thing was done. So when yeah. I say that, like, it feels like they're making stuff up as it goes along, I hope that doesn't sound like I'm saying, well, I bet, boy, Nate really dodged a bullet here. You know, I feel like yeah. justice was done. It's just – I want to have a policy that, that we know is good.
3: I, I yeah. like the expediency as well. You know, the fact that every fighter and every time something like this happened, the, the amount of effort and time and push that the UFC put to, to fix it, I want that spread out upon every athlete, not just your needle movers, 100%. not just your, hey, this is a main event that's going to happen in, in 13 days' time or, or 10 days' time. You know, like that's the unfortunate part that a lot of these fighters – have been put through the ringer with no quick resolution, because there doesn't seem to be. They, there's always an excuse as for the time it takes to get it back, the money, whatever. I mean, yep. as much money as they're pumping in this thing, there should be a whole wing of scientists sitting in a lab coat, waiting. Like, all right, who's the next one we need to check? Who's the whatever? Do we? Are we good? Let's dot all the t's and i's. You yeah, know, let's get it done. You know, and and you've seen other fighters sort of say that. You know, and and it's true. Um, the the amount of effort that they they went to fix this and fix Nate's name should be the same shit that happens to every fighter. It's Like
0: it, it can't just be because you're trying to save him a the main event right. of a pay per view. Everybody you, should you, get that same right. that, that same degree of respect and that same degree of expediency. Right. You're
3: right. Everybody and that should be the fucking prelim guy that starts the the UFC fight night card in random whatever locale or the guy that's headlining
0: Madison Square Gardens in New York City. I mean like it should be the same effort. I don't disagree there. All right, listen, we we got a main event. That's how we got to the main event, and we're here. And I got to say, uh, all right, the BMF title, eh, I don't. I don't hate it. I like that the UFC is getting a little creative. We we got a little tease of it. We we, we just saw a little video that Dana White posted. Um, we're gonna see the actual belt tomorrow on Friday. They're gonna reveal it. It looks like it's just kind of a modified version of the actual UFC belt, which I think I'm kind of okay with that. I think I'm. would rather that than some like just completely wacky, totally made up thing or whatever. But but the whole concept, I'm I'm kind of okay with it. You know what I mean? Like I, I like that the UFC is getting creative and having a little fun and. Uh, you know, I mean, they made the money belt for for Floyd and Conor, right? I mean, that didn't right. actually mean anything. I, I'm I'm okay with it, but I just want to say this uh, this fight this fight week it does feel big, man. I, I the, the 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 amount of media that we're seeing, man. It's 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 Ronda Connor Brock esque levels. This feels like a big fight, and it feels like a fight to me that I think mainstream is kind of paying attention. Not necessarily like the, the you know you know house moms and stuff but i right. feel like the the general sporting public at least is paying some some attention to this
4: yeah it's like a fight like a hardcore fight fans fight that's kind of trickled over into the mainstream a little bit i'd say just cuz these guys are in such perfect positions in their career i mean i think nate diaz is- Post Conor McGregor fights is, just has that allure to him. I mean, yes. he's kind of said it himself like, any fight I'm involved in is a big fight. It doesn't really matter who it is. So I think he's right about that. And he kind of has that crossover appeal. But Masvidal is just getting there. I mean, it's just happened for him over the past few months. So uh, it's kind of just like, perfect timing in that sense it worked out really well you have it in new york like it all the pieces are there for this to be a major fight major event and you know it's a rare i know we have the bmf title but it's like a rare non-title fight that headlines a pay-per-view this does not happen yeah very often you know it's funny i
0: so in thinking about this fight and i said nate diaz definitely a star and it's funny i mean his you know him and his brother both The fans are so loyal. Like, it's crazy. I mean, they're super fanatic. And, you know, those guys don't have the – they don't necessarily have the best career records. It's not like they're all unbeaten. Not that they haven't had success. I'm not trying to put them down. But it's not like they're, you know, Habib Nurmagomedov out there just reeling off wins. But the the loyalty and the passion of their fan base is so big. And it always, honestly, kind of – a little bit kind of baffled me. Um, because I get it like they're they're good fighters you know but I was like ah is it just the weed thing or is it just the like the counterculture thing or whatever but I gotta say Nate man i I feel like he's he, he's coming around it doesn't it does, doesn't love media that's for sure he doesn't love doing interviews but I do feel like he's coming around on how to handle them and how to do them, and he's and he's making stuff more approachable but today and I think you know you were you were listening to it Mike as well when he was lining out, you know, about the way he fights, you know, and it's so true, and he's, and he's talking about how, you know, these these wrestlers try to grab hold of him, and he's throwing punches and elbows, and, yeah, you know, he's trying to do loophole, things.
4: champions find loopholes to be champions and stuff like that, and using, you know, certain tactics in their fights. It's not legitimate fights, you know. He's basically saying there might be other guys that are champions, but I'm the best fighter.
0: Yeah, and it, you know what? I was like, hey, there's –
4: there's something to that man you
0: know you're getting a a scrap when nate diaz gets in there you know you're getting a scrap Mm
2: -hmm.
4: yeah and uh, that's completely legitimate and yeah he gets rewarded with like bonuses and stuff like that for his style but i mean the whole that makes me the best fighter and stuff like that like you know there's grains of truth in like his conspiracy or like mentality that he kind of approaches it and i think that's True, with like almost everything he says. Yeah. Like there's like little nuggets in there that just make all the sense in the world. They're like, wow, I could completely understand this, but then it's partially wrapped in some like nonsense as well. So it's like there's always <laughs> a little caveat to it. Yeah. But I will say this too. The other thing is, I-, I feel that it's
0: refreshing to have a fight that's just about a fight. It's not about I hate you, you hate me. I mean, I get it. Everybody likes a little bad blood. It kind of spices things up yeah. a little bit. But to me, it's it's refreshing, man. It's just too. Two dudes that like each other in terms of respect, but they're like, we're going to go have a battle. But they are still battling for something. And there
3: is the whole, uh, you know, it is here in Madison Square Garden, but the UFC has put a fuck ton of promotion behind this whole BMF thing. They've gotten other organizations. ESPN has talked about the BMF title. You got Rock talking about it. You got the president talking about it. You know what's crazy is that everybody cleans it up to the BMF. You know, it's it's the baddest motherfucker title. Like, I want them to say, "There's the guys battling for the baddest motherfucker title." Like, think they're allowed to say that on ESPN? (laughs) ESPN isn't, but every other fucking organization, they can say it on whatever. You know, they could say it in their promotions on whatever. I mean, they can do what they want, but I mean, they're they're putting a lot of money behind like what you said. It's it's a title fight that's not a title fight, and so here we are. We think we're not getting. You know, oh man, it's a pay-per-view that hasn't had a title fight. Well, it kind of does have a title, even I'm though it's right. not really a title. They're still putting the same promotional sort of push behind it almost in a sense sure. a different push because they had to build this from the ground up, and make this something that people care about, yeah. you know. And people are talking about it. But I mean, you're right. I think when you talk about Nate Nate's this guy that when you look at him, he's got this diehard fawn because unlike what a lot of other fighters come in there, they're trying to wear their suits. They wear the super expensive glasses that look ridiculous, but they in the (laughs) sharp looking shirts and jackets and stuff that most of us never would afford unless we saved up like months of paychecks or whatever. And I'll never live that lifestyle. So a lot of that doesn't resonate with me. And I look at Nate, the guy that he's dropping Stockton salutes in the fight, you know, and he's throwing down. But he'll come in there in his fucking sweatpants or jeans and, like, a, a, a plain T-shirt with his hat on, you know, just talking like it is. And he goes in there and he just throws down. And I think there's a side of society that resonates with that because mm-hmm. they're just like, that's your blue-collar fighter. I mean, like, I don't, I don't think he probably even calls himself, like, a blue-collar fighter. But he's just – that grungy get in there and fight guy, and then you got a lot of other guys. Not uh, Jorge in this situation because he's another guy that I think would, re- you know, resonate with the blue collar society as On well. On the east coast. On the east coast. Right. Yeah, but this is like a fight where you don't have two guys going there trying to act like they're these white collar fancy guys or whatever. It's just two dudes that like to go down. So I think a lot of the populations are like. That's the guy that's closer to like what I am, you know, as opposed to these guys that are super fancy. And we look at them and like, okay, yeah, you look like you're throwing your money around. Congrats on your success. Right. These are dudes that you know people are just like, that's my dude, just because he he talks it, he smokes his weed, and he does his shit, and they're like, wow, that that sounds like me, you know. I There's it. a lot True. of me's when it comes to you know Nate and and Jorge, you know, so. I think that that the this fight is just one of those ones that I think the everyday person just like, dude, like it's gonna throw down. It's nobody has a reason to hate on one of these guys. Like, I mean, lately I think as the the fight's been going, a little diva moments have been kind of coming out and coming out. Yeah, so people gonna... might be getting a little tired, <laughs> but still, when you look at it, it's hard to hate on these guys. You know, they're 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 not going out there and and. And behaving themselves in a way to where the casuals or somebody off to the side would be like, "I'm just tired of hearing this dude. I just want to see him get his ass beat." Yep. They just want to see a good fight, and that's awesome. They're they're reaching a different level of people that are off to the sides. You know, they're not giving them a reason to to hate on the pretty person or the whatever. But the people just know, like, wow, these two guys look like if there was a kind of guy I'd
0: walk past on the street that looks like a fight. These are the guys. These I are the mean, ones that look like it, you it know. Should just continue to drop wisdom. That's so true. <laughs> uh, Mike, Bond, I got a question. It's funny. Is, is you were talking about that cold coffee, like the way this is a title fight, but it's not really. Do we know? Have we talked to Fight Metric or, or whatever? Like,
4: does this count as a title fight? Like, is this? Oh, part? Will they put
3: like a or like will Tapology put a little
4: belt I'm logo? On? This, I can't give you like the official word, but I'm guessing 99 no. I would like say no,
0: uh, right? Yeah, like, I mean, no. Like, like no yeah. offense, but like, I would hate for this to be like you know in championship fights or in title fights. Right. Yeah. Uh,
4: Yeah, like, if they land, like, 700 combined strikes, it's not going to be like, oh, this is a title fight record for the UFC. (laughs) Like, I hope not. That would be really dumb. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, I think we need to find the line between, like, oh, this is fun. Like, it's kind of a little gimmick attached to this. Blah, blah, blah. You can make the belt. I almost wish they, like... It's like we made a trophy, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's fine. You know, you go to... I don't know if there's like the perfect comparison but you know you go to like your track meets and you get one thing yeah. each like you get a medal for that right. night you that's don't get it. it for like your overall you know there might be something at the very end overall standing like season or something. championship but, or whatever yeah, yeah but for this this is just kind of like a one-off little trophy I think that's right uh, and then you move forward with it like you that's know. my recommendation I like I on that I I see on exactly, that belt where it was like
3: one of one yeah, 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 really yeah. quickly when it, it did it was funny when they saw that thing I'm like oh well there's the reveal I was like we don't need to have this whole thing tomorrow do we <laughs> no
4: they Got to do that little teaser, but it's yeah. gonna look a lot
3: better with that right there. They're gonna have a nice close up of it than us just sitting yeah, somewhere like
0: look at the belt. As far as teasers go, like that was
4: like
1: pretty
0: they, revealing. They gave a lot <laughs> of info on yeah, that. Yeah, I one. don't
4: know what else we're really missing. I guess just the main play. But to me, honestly, it just looked like a normal UFC belt with some like diff- yeah. different well, engravings. Like which it said baddest. I, I think I know what the rest of it says. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean it's gonna be weird. If whoever wins this fight, obviously Baddest like, Mature Fighter. You know, let's say. uh <laughs> let's say Colby Covington meets Kamaru Uzman and Jorge Masvidal wins this. We know Colby's saying he's not letting them put the Power Ranger belt on him as he puts it. So you could have a title fight where these two guys are up on stage. You could have Colby Covington with his old design interim title and then Jorge Masvidal with this fake BMF belt. It would be quite the scene, those two up there, and they're fighting for the welterweight title. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's fine. It's good fun for now. We'll see how this... Rolls on depending on who wins the fight and everything and how they choose to, like, you know, move forward. I can't really see Nate Diaz like showing up to every media appearance, like With carrying this belt, his belt around and stuff, but who knows? It's, uh, but it's some good fun. I mean, it spices up, uh, like, and otherwise, you know, what I love about covering the sport is everything's so diverse, it changes week over week, and yeah. like things are different. But even then, like, certain things get tedious the way it's kind of set up, and this just adds some fun spice fun. to it. All
0: right, let's talk about Nate Diaz. Uh, today was media day. We did get a chance to talk to him. Uh, he was a good twenty minutes late, twenty five minutes late to a, to a forty five minute session. So
4: we didn't know if we were going to get him. Fair, um, fair play. I mean, you got twenty solid minutes with him. You don't need to yeah, do an hour. That's of true. That's interviews.
0: true. He, he
3: like, didn't To it. how long he was late for the weigh-in well, portion.
4: That's why was, was He was. That's late. The why workouts, we couldn't
3: have the face-off.
4: That's right.
0: Well, he, the 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 workout. He was late yesterday at the workout. I mean, this is. Nobody worked out at the workouts. Yeah. I mean, it was it <laughs> that was open scrums. Yeah, it was open scrums. Yeah,
3: like it's funny because you know part of us were like, we've seen enough of that, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. It's for the fans. It's for the fans. Cool. I get it. You know, you want to give it. But didn't I fucking call it what he would say? I even said it the day before. He was going to say, No, 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 I'm not going to work out. I just want to take QA's. But none of you media guys, none of you guys, you know, I was like, just like what he had said before. But one of the, uh, you heard somebody in the crowd. I don't know if you guys heard it because you you were off up to the the side. But somebody was in the back. And I think when it finally got to Calvin, Calvin Calvin's like, so what do you guys want? What do you want to know? And someone's like, how about working out? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's what they were there for. And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm not going to work out. But even they were like, is nobody going to work out? I think,
4: I don't know if, uh, <laughs> I think he tagged you to some dude on Twitter that was like oh, clearly was in the mad. crowd or something. He sent maybe like within the time we were there, maybe six or seven tweets being like, you know, in like 20, 30 minute intervals being like, just been sitting here for thirty minutes. They're blasting the music. I can't hear anything. No one shows up. It works out like Till's not here. Blah blah blah. He was just like voicing his constant frustrations. Oh, yeah. I'd be I'd be upset too, man. I mean, you go there and you're expecting to see something, and I guess like. You know, if you're one of those few who Jorge Masvidal brought up on stage to do some impromptu body shot sparring, you'll never forget that moment for the rest of your life, sure, probably. Sure. So, like, for those people, it was incredibly special. For everyone else, it kind of sucked.
0: It was – so that, that was where the <laughs> was diva moments they, they, that Cold Coffee was referring to. So, <laughs> all right, listen, we, we had a chance to speak today. He did show up very, very late. Um, We did hear that he wasn't necessarily in the greatest of moods in terms of wanting to do it. Um, So we tried to – we tried to lighten the mood, but he kind of cracked a joke as he sat down. You'll, you'll hear the joke that he cracks as he sits down, uh, picking up his bottle of water and saying, "There better not be steroids in this." And then that was funny. we tried to li- we tried to get him to lighten <laughs> up a little bit. We we're like, "Hey," because at the at the workouts the the, the night before last night the crowd did get a little chant going of fuck you, Sada, which was pretty funny. Yeah. And so we definitely brought that up to Nate to get a little smile on his face. And It got a, it got a big smile. So, uh, d- I'm not going to play the whole scrum for you here. I, I, I trimmed it down a little bit. Um, I, I edited it down to, I think, some of the best parts. Still quite a bit of it because he, uh, he was on point. Uh, but this was uh, Nate Diaz from Media Today earlier today. You better not be steroids in here. <laughs> <laughs> what, what'd you think about those uh, yeah. fuck you, Sada, chants yesterday from the crowd? Funny out <laughs> 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 I wonder. I mean, we know this isn't your favorite part of the game. How, how, how do you get yourself ready for it? Like, what's your mindset walking into this room, knowing you're gonna have to do this that that you'd probably prefer not to?
5: Uh, it's just uh, it's what you guys want me to say. The same shit I've been saying all week already. It's gonna kind, of, kind of I don't like to uh, see myself
0: repetitively saying the same shit. But at the same time, look at how many cameras are here, man. I mean, literally everybody in this room wants to talk to you. Do you find that, like, exciting at all or odd? I mean, literally everybody here wants to hear what you have to say. Yeah, it's cool. It's all good.
5: In, in hindsight, are you glad you took a those years off? Because if you had to do this every few months, would that not eventually burn you out? Yeah, this is soul-sucking. It takes your whole life out of you. Yesterday, I was exhausted, but uh, that's the name of the game, right? not that we want you to, but are you going to get to a position where you can tell the UFC I should do less of this stuff? Um, no. So are there any questions regarding this fight that like people haven't asked you about? Are there any areas that you sort of still want to talk about that people haven't spoken to you about already? No. <laughs> and you just here so you won't get fined? No, I didn't even know how I'd get fined. <laughs> That's crazy. Now it's all good. This is part of the game, right? It's just, um, I'm ready ready to uh, be done with all this, weigh in and get, get to the point. Have game.
0: you seen the belt yet? <laughs> <laughs> what are you
5: expecting from From the belt? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> do you, you have any input in the design? No, I don't, care. I don't care. It should be. Uh, I hope it looks cool. You care about the rock being there at all and rocking different engines? <laughs> the rock's coming to put the put the, on the winner, huh? That's pretty cool. That's a pretty, that's a big deal, right? <laughs> that's cool. Are you a fan of the rock? I'm a fan of the rock, the, uh, uh, for sure. Or you feel like just data on you? It would be cool as fuck if Mike Tyson was here Because wasn't that the baddest motherfucker in the game The baddest motherfucker on the planet or something like that that would be cool, too. Before you came along, who was the baddest motherfucker in the UFC? <laughs> Nick Diaz, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Conor McGregor says that he wants to fight the winner of this fight, and does that interest you at all? I don't know what's next, man. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and uh, we'll see what's going to happen in the future, you know? Uh, like, like they said, like I heard before, when it starts line up, whenever... It, I don't know what's next. I'm going to try to make this fight, fight, fight happen the way it's supposed to happen, and then uh, we'll go from there. Do you
0: know when would be next? I mean, like, this was a quick turnaround for you. I mean, do you think you'd want to fight quick again, or do you want to take some time That's off? That's just what I said last time. I'm, I'll, take, I'll take forever off,
5: or I'll get back to it if everybody comes correct, you know?
0: The only reason we've had problems in the
5: past is because... The only reason why, why there was any problems in the past is because, you know, they're... they're Better, better treat me like it's supposed to be you know what I'm saying I, I've been in this game forever doing my thing and regardless of um, if outcome, I'm coming back my next fight stronger better anyway so
0: could you not fight again like financially could you be like done and, and, and live okay I will never have to fight again I didn't have to fight
5: a long time ago but what am I gonna do I you know I got all kind of stuff going on but
0: but um <sighs> So do you still love the fighting part? I mean I know you hate this part, but do you love I mean, I know the fighting you've always had kind of a love hate relationship with it, but do you still enjoy getting in there in the competition? Or do you hate even that? No, yeah, I don't I don't like not fighting. Anything else aside from
5: fighting? Like what can you see yourself doing? I don't know. All kinds of stuff. But but like I said, it's not uh... I think the best thing for me is—it's weird because it's like it's self-destructive, fighting, and it's self-destructive not fighting. So, uh, killer or be killed. Like uh, what I say before, it is. Um can't live with it, can't live without it. I don't want to do this shit at all, like, you know what I'm saying? Sitting back watching somebody else do it, it's not it's not comfortable for me. It's like the game tells you, basically. Yeah,
0: Are you surprised more guys <laughs> haven't followed your method? I mean, like, you pulled out Connor, you made this
5: crazy money, done it again with Jorge. Hey, are you surprised more fighters don't look at you and think, well, that's obviously the model I should copy? Yeah, I put, I put out the blueprint for money-making the whole time, and these guys up there chasing a belt still like they want to you do. Know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you got you know, pay attention to what's going on, you know what I'm saying? And and, uh, when I was fighting every other month for so many years, or every couple months for so many years, I only, I only, uh, I only, I only focused and paid attention to how to be the best fighter never had a second to sit back and think about other stuff. So the second I took a year off or three years off or something, then everything started coming together, you know what I'm saying? And then my martial arts stuff started coming together better because I, cause I uh, recovered and I wanted to be in it, you know? So everything everything kind of pieces itself together with time. About
4: last know. week? Very few statement like that public with that issue
5: that you what was the thought process? Why did she want to come out with it and kind of control the narrative? this is warfare, for, for, for one they call me telling me all this shit, they're telling me all this you're on drugs shit, and I'm like hold up no, I'm not on drugs, so fix your test, you know what I'm saying? So I, got, I continued taking my my supplements, which are whole food supplements, I only eat out the garden, you know what I'm saying, vegetable, raw life. I mean, I've, 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 I've trained for fights, and uh, I went on, uh, they don't have them anymore, but I used to eat organic, organic vegan uh, raw, raw food, it's like everything made raw so you're just straight living on plants and I went when I was finding at 55 it was helping me make the weight and uh when I did that uh my weight my weight was was like going down right so I was like so I, I'm like all the way and I was that my all time strongest you know what I'm saying and uh I live like that like by that by that code like we gotta we gotta you know strong survive type of shit like I don't need no and then when they do that, I'm like, you're fucking up my whole shit. What I believe in, and so it's, it's making me leave, lose sleep at night. So I'm like, you know what? This is this is uh, this is war, and this ain't fair. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sleeping. The UFC's sleeping, Jorge Masvidal's sleeping. I'm like, how about fuck all of you guys? Ain't no one sleeping. Woo woo woo, yo fight's off. Now no one can sleep, and I was in bed smiling. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying? About it, so it evened things out a little bit, and uh, and, and it's what it's what's uh, what's, what's real. Now look at, they, they flipped their shit, got it together, and there was nothing, nothing wrong in the first place. So why did you guys try to fuck with me to, to begin with? If you
6: hadn't sent that statement out, what do you think would happened? Yeah.
5: Just not came. Tell they fix it? What was their reaction like About when them? you put that statement back? They called me back and they're like, "We fixing it right now." <laughs> 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 fix it. Yeah. What did you think of Paul Heyman? I sort of show support to you when this whole entire situation happened. And he- Only because he he knows and everybody knows that's some, that's the some funk that 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 they were talking. You know, it's, it's bullshit. So. Uh, Even if they were on steroids, I'd be like, "Do the steroids, and let's fight anyways. They all been on steroids most of the time anyways. You've always, you, you you've always kind of said this you know, the phrase that you're all on steroids. Is there anyone or some guys that you look at and think like, you know, those guys are not on steroids? Because you said you would do the same thing for some of the guys, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of guys not on steroids too, but most, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't put it past nobody, you know? I know a lot of the fucking... Everybody I'm, I'm training with is on the same type of, type of thing. I'm on vegan. Triathlon. I got. We're all doing the same thing, and we all we all live the same mindset. Like do all the do all the juice you want. I'm still gonna be here when you when you're done. You know what I'm saying? Fight game, the, the, the weight division, I believe. That need weight division and the title and stuff. But it, it's like, uh, you know, George St. Pierre a long time ago was doing that. Uh, he was a real entertaining fighter. Then he's like, I need to win and stay winning. So how do I do that? I got, I got to grab on. I got to hold on. I got to run. I got to, I got to point. And that, that became the whole game. So it's like a loophole into being the best fighter in the world, you know. And it's like. You're gonna loophole me out of it because I'm the best fighter in the world and I'm training the best and I'm fighting the best because I have like the most uh, of the night bonuses for like and, and like fight of the night bonuses and stuff. I know what they're acknowledging that and they're like this is the best guy in the world. Khabib, I don't think Khabib ever had no fight of the night. I don't remember any of his fights except for that they all were the same fight. and uh, being the champion, I'm like, nah. I'm talking about the best fighters in the world. Are the best fighters in the world. No clock, no time. Fight to fight to the finish. Uh, warriors, you know, and uh, that's the fight I called for. And that's the fight that, that fighter I think I am. And um, if you want a good fight, you're gonna see the baddest motherfuckers fight. You're not gonna see a, 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 some of these champions fight. It's, some of the champions, a lot of a lot of fighters. I've been saying, that. I said a couple times uh, that everybody's whack and stuff like that. And I don't mean to disrespect everybody, A lot of the people are 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 some whack, whack fighters out here. There's a lot of really good fighters, a lot of great fighters, and a lot of people doing a lot of really good things. But uh, I, I, you know, it's hard. It's hard to be like think out like who's the best fighter. It's like, well, I have to sit down and think for a while. You know what I'm saying? Because all I can think is. strong Gracie's last fight. Look at that guy. and He's only getting better too. And um, besides that, you know, I, know I, I like warriors. I like warriors. I like I like real fights. And, and and people forget when they go to when they go to uh, fight shows. They forget that. They think they're going to see a fight like they're going to see with me and Masvidal or any or, or, like really good fight. They think they're going to go and see war. People who don't know the sport. And then they come and then they see like a, a wrestler holding down, like the whole fight card, everybody's wrestling or running from each other, poking at each other, trying to win point decisions. And that's what people didn't really come there for. And they get there and they're like, end up just drinking and talking with all their friends at an event, but it's like, just like when you go to a baseball game or some shit. You don't watch a baseball game, you just go and sit there hang out with your friend. I've only been like one baseball game. I don't know <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So, so, But then when you get a real fight, all attention's on the fight and I believe that's my fight every time. Every time. And then I, there's fights I fought against wrestlers who've gotten a hold of me and held on and I'm just like standing up and I'm fighting and I'm telling them fuck you and they're, they're doing their thing and then they're getting mad at them and I'm throwing my hand up and like trying to get them to act and then all of a sudden the fight's over and then we got fight of the night and I go home and watch the fight and my whole fight I'm punching them in their faces and, and elbowing them and telling them and antagonizing the fight and he held on to my, my waist the whole fight if, if you watch what he did the whole fight he's holding on to my waist and now I look at him like man this motherfucker owes me $65,000 because I just got a fight of the night because he didn't do any part of that and then how can you just like go on to your next fight like yeah fight of the night like this is what I did like, you didn't do that that's all me so Nate, you mentioned Khabib. You guys have some history together. Is that a fight that you're interested in? No, not interested in that fight at all. I'm done with that. I hate He's done. Is that because you feel like I already
0: beat him? I already beat him. I already beat him. Now, do you have personal interest in the Conor trilogy? I mean, I think everybody wants to see that. Do you personally like business aside? I'm really, you know,
5: whatever is going to happen in the future is going to happen in the future. You know, I'm not. If they, they play me like I was sitting there waiting for that fight forever, but I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I would have liked, I would have liked it immediately. But when it wasn't immediate, I'm like, well, I'm gonna chase you around. I don't give a fuck. It's like, you know what I'm saying? If, if he wanted some fun. And then, we, we, we're gonna fight, but if it's gonna happen, it's gonna play out how it's gonna play out. I don't know.
0: All right, there he is, the one and only Nate Diaz, who I, I thought you know, started out kind of standoffish with us, and then by the end I thought he had opened up quite a bit and, and put on a pretty good scrum, man. I thought he had some good moments in there, so hopefully you you enjoyed hearing that. One thing I did like like hearing him say um, you know, when he was kind of going into the part of, of not really necessarily always loving to fight is saying, hey, I don't financially have to fight, man. I'm, I had always heard that, that both him and his brother had been very, very good with their money. Uh, they don't live extravagant lifestyles, but it's nice to hear that you know. Hey, I don't. I don't ever have to fight again. Like I'm doing well for myself. That's that's always good to hear in this in this profession, 100%. Uh, especially. So, uh, listen, Nate Diaz is uh, man. His star remains as bright as ever. Meanwhile, Jorge Masvidal. It's crazy, right? I mean, this guy that's been around forever. I mean, at one point, not that long ago, journeyman probably not. The, a, a, a bad description, right? I mean, a guy that had been around, done everything, but hadn't really got to the highest level. And, man, this year, I mean, we've seen a star develop in front of our eyes, and it's been incredible. I mean, the, the Darren Till result, what he did there, and then, of course, with Ben Askren, he had the perfect foil with Ben Askren, um, a guy that I think everybody was waiting to see lose and then to lose in that fashion. I mean, it's it's amazing, right? Like, how different is it if Mazvidal like, goes out and just, like, earns a split decision over Askren.
4: Which would have been a lot more stereotypical of his career up to that point.
0: Right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and at that point, I mean, he's not anywhere near this status, right? I mean, a BMF title's not happening if he picks up a split decision over Ben Askren, right?
4: No, I don't think Nate Diaz is calling him out after beating Anthony Pettis. Like, this whole timeline that we're on just does not sync up in that sense and yeah it's just incredible to see what he's done i mean the guy who got reverse triangle choke by toby Mata and bellator like however long ago like submission of the year that year then you see this guy in strike force and you know he obviously fought for a title there against gilbert Melendez, so it didn't go his way but i just remember him being in the ufc just consistently one of the most frustrating fighters to watch yeah like you're like this guy clearly is so talented and when like he's doing good like it's unreal. He looks so sharp, and even in the fights he loses, you're like, dude, you should have won that. Like, you could have won that, and some just, of the split decisions he should have won. Yes. But like fights, you're like, bro, if you just did like a little bit more, just slow
0: to pull the trigger, right? Like, yeah. Like th-
4: I, fe- I felt, I-, I often felt in his career, he was too comfortable moving backwards.
0: Number one, which I don't think judges reward counter striking probably as well as they should. Yep. Uh, he was too comfortable moving backwards, and there were just times you are like, dude, if you would just turn up the volume yeah. just, just a do little bit, a couple more punches. Yep. It's crazy. All right, I, I almost hesitate to go down this road, but since I mentioned Ben Askren, all the talk, right? Ben Askren, Demetrius Johnson, some people say the trade, awful. What do you guys think?
3: I mean, I'm glad both of them got money out of it and did whatever. But, I mean, if it ter- in terms of who's getting a better value after it, I mean, I think they're both – I think one's loving what Demetrius is doing for him. Um, and he's, he seems to be the only one from the UFC that's actually winning over in that right. organization. Uh, but in terms of who's getting more of a promotional push and able to sort of play him out and get more big fights, uh, it seems like Askren. But, I mean, we're I not agree. we're not in the markets of where I this agree. one stuff is. Maybe maybe in the markets over there, they look and they see DJ's name on it, and maybe they freak out. Maybe people are like, fuck yeah, that's the guy that destroyed was destroying it in the UFC. And maybe they're getting a, a push from it, but... People love people love uh, Askren and just the way he the way he carries he plays the game um, and he does it right from the get go. D- uh, DJ it took a little bit to sort of warm into that role where he would play he would talk a little bit more and he would engage with the other fighters. But yeah, in in terms of uh, I think more immediate impact value of what he's done for the organization. I think he hands down has
0: done more uh, think, for the UFC I than think what the, he I did. saw. A lot of people saying, "Man, what a bust of a trade!" Now, look, if you're talking about like from a typical trade point of view, like a sporting trade, which yeah. again it was not a trade, but whatever that's yeah. what everybody calls it, right? If you're looking at it from a typical sporting trade, then you would be like, "Yeah, absolutely, one championship, won the trade because they got the better guy, right? They got the better fighter yeah. as far as you know." He results just won a belt, sp- you know. He's think, he's doing like what they thought they would do. Totally. But if you're looking at it in terms of business. I think, I think the UFC did better. I mean, no no offense to Demetrius Johnson. We, we saw it from the page views. You know, he doesn't – as great of a fighter as he is, you know, we've had arguments whether or not he's pound for pound number one or was at the time. Uh, he, he definitely didn't move the needle in terms of, of what he did. Now, Askren came in and, and has lost two consecutive fights now, but, I mean – he helped make Masvidal. We're so, this title fight doesn't happen without that knockout. Yeah. So he helped make this happen. So just right there, and we're talking about what a big fight this feels like. Just right there he won. But then then you can do things like, ah, and look, and look at what, uh, you know, extending the career of Damian Maya, and, 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 you know, you know, building that guy up one more. I mean, there's, you know, little things along yeah. the way. So, yeah,
4: I, I think, one, what, do you, what do you think, Mike? It's tough to say. I think from, I guess, the fighter's standpoint, I'll go with Thouden just for now, I think, Both guys won. Like, I think Demetrius Johnson didn't want to be in the UFC anymore. I think he was kind of sick of it. Uh, It worked out just that, you know he dropped the title in a close fight it wasn't like a massively deflating loss in terms of his value and right. then the timing worked out and then Ben Askren got it you know he, I'm hesitant to say got exactly what he wanted because I'm sure he didn't want to get flying he knocked out in five <laughs> seconds but he got like his whole thing was I want to fight the best guys like I want to know how good I really am at this yep. sport and he got to find out that he lies you know maybe somewhere <laughs> between the 10 and 7 or the you know 10 and 7 15 range as a welterweight in the world yeah, something like that but from the organization yeah, I think there's all the points you guys have made are, you know, extremely say that we wouldn't have this fight here if it wasn't for him with Jorge Masvidal. That was all part of his story. You know, one seems to be reveling in having Demetrius Johnson, the martial artist over there in, our, in their organization. So it's all uh, – yeah. it's fine. I, I mean, was positive yeah. all the way around. As you said, it though, is. the fighters won. I think both
0: organizations got what they want. I, I think it was a positive all the way around. Yeah. I just saw the reaction yeah. after that where people were like, oh, that trade. What a bust course, that was. Of yeah. course, yeah. yeah.
4: There doesn't need to be a winner or a loser. Like, I think it's – you know all sides came out beneficial i think yeah. for the most part i i'm reluctant to find like a negative like unless you're ben asker like you know losing fights right.
3: and even though he lost though i mean i'm sure he's making the money that he want he wants That's to be true. getting but what also feels like is ben's getting the fights he wants but i don't get the feel that it's like okay hey you're 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 signed into the organization now you just got to work your way up and you got to you got to fight nobody's 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 until you earn your way like he's had good names that he's fought the entire time that he's been in the organization yep. and i feel like he's in control like i don't feel like he's just getting thrown guys and he's like oh now i gotta deal with this and i think that's what he wanted he came over he's getting the money that he wants he's in the organization that he wants to fight now and he's fighting the guys that he wants to yep. so I think he's prob I think he's happy. I mean, and he's came in and I think part of it, his close relation with, you know, some of the other fighters as well has immediately placed him on many more people's radar. As soon as he came in the organization, even the people that didn't really know who he was immediately started thinking like, wow, if he's, if he's hanging with these guys, he must be somebody, you know, and then you hear him talk and then they're like, wow, this guy's funny, you know, and, he just sold himself even higher. So I think I think they both did really really good. I think DJ loves the fact that he has a whole new pool of absolutely. of people that he's fighting. I think the 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 and markets he that he's fighting
0: to, doesn't have to try to fake trash talk. Right. Any of that
3: and he and he's he's worked and it and it's worked perfectly for him. I mean, he's getting tough fights. I think they absolutely adore him because a lot of the fans that are watching it understand all the. The fine minutia that he's out there doing, and they respect it, and I think that's all DJ ever wanted, is to be respected as a martial artist and to be respected as a fighter, get paid the money that he wants to get paid, and just have his career keep moving forward, and and he's done that. Yeah, I so agree. I'm happy for him.
0: All right, let's talk about Jorge Masvidal. We said, man, his star. We watched it, man. We watched it emerge this year. We we we've been commenting about it all on the way. How we've seen, like, oh my God, he's just right. He's, I mean, he's, he's a great fighter. He has the ability, and he's put on two epic performances back-to-back. He's cool, right? I mean, it's easy to yeah. say. The dude's cool, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the way he speaks, the way he looks, man. He carries himself. S- sweater. Yeah.
4: His <laughs> sweater was it, the coolest it, thing. It that was the highlight cool, of my man. day. He,
0: he does his thing, right? Um, All right. But this week has been a, a little bit weird, all right? Because I, I, I think he's been – like, this year, he has nailed everything all on the way. Now, you you touched on it, uh, Mike Bond, the uh, – Bringing the uh, the guys up on stage yesterday at the open workouts to box with each other. Now, granted, he made them do body shots only. That was a poorly conceived idea that could have ended horribly wrong. And you said yeah. it like, "Hey, for these people, they're never going to forget that." And that's true. Yeah. But had like at one point, one guy almost fell off the stage. Now it, it, what, right on it wasn't Kenny's really camera. that close, yeah. but it yeah. was <laughs> But it was. But cool. no, because I mean, guys
3: started throwing, and in the last, the last group that was up there, not the ones that so were one guy cut that off, was the one really right junkie. <laughs> yeah, because
0: they were progressing yeah. like they, they were starting like, to go. Oh, I don't know if we're gonna do this, and as it kept going, it was people like, oh, let me up there, I'll fuck
3: them. Oh up yeah, up like, like there was a couple were guys push. that looked like they were swinging for the face. Yes. You know, and so I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be bad. Like all it takes is one bad cookie to go up there and say, oh yeah, I'm gonna body shot and just fucking cold clock somebody. Then what do you oh. do when when somebody's knocked out, picking themselves up, and then there's the UFC staff like, what did we just allow happen? <laughs> and as it went on and on, I kept looking over. I'm like, why haven't they stopped? Well, this Lene yet?
0: tried to stop it, right? Lene, they had a PR. Yeah. She tried to stop it. And he basically was like, and they had nah. to
4: call in the brute force and get rehired. <laughs> <from that. laughs> the,
0: the silverback had to come in and and just he yeah. like had to wave it off.
3: Find somebody that he I guess he finally respected enough to like say, okay, if he's asking me, maybe I should probably stop, but. That was rough. I mean, like, and it's fun, and I think a lot of people can think about, oh, you know, it's just people having fun. But really, the, the liabilities of what yeah, could have happened could have been really, really bad. And uh, and people could have really got hurt up there. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, I think part of when you go, and I think a lot of people, in, when Probably you want to train like and old spar, fuddy-duddies or no, whatever. No, but think but about dude, it, It's true. Liability for the company. And even when you, you spar, you want to, when you're actually going to spar with someone, you have to have trust in what's going on, who you're actually sparring with. Right. They were lucky in the fact that most people there actually followed the rules, but there was no guarantee, and there was no pot. I mean, nobody knew, you know, anybody from their brother to anybody. Like they were just all strangers. So all it took is one person to just be like, "Ha! Yeah, I'm gonna hit him in the stomach. I'm gonna fuck this motherfucker huh, I up." to train you know? boxing full time. <laughs> there was <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> some, there were some people that were like, "I got something to show you. I'm a boxer. I got some whore. I got something to show you." And that- he was just like. He's like, okay, buddy, okay,
4: okay. <laughs>
0: that last group, there, uh, Reed waved it off pretty quick, that last group. But, like, that yeah. one dude came out and threw, like, a like. I mean, he was swinging for the fences. There was like a couple said, of, dude, he, he was like, throwing headshots, too. Yeah, yeah He was throwing headshots. Oh, dude. So that was, I thought that was a bit of a misstep, but I get it. He's just trying to have fun, and we know he never works out. He does, like, Q&As and that sort of thing. Uh, so that was—I think—he was trying to have fun, but that was a bit of a misstep. Then today was interesting. So it was media day. Nate was late. We kind of expected that, but he did show up. He showed up about halfway through the session, yeah. and he showed up. So then we're waiting for face-offs, and the face-offs are, are taking forever. And we're finding out that uh, that Masvidal is not in the building. You know, he's actually staying somewhere else. He's not at the host hotel. He's got his own place, um, and, and he's not there. He's stuck in traffic. And and I understand. I mean, there is New York traffic, dude. There's no question about it. But but very very late. Late enough that we didn't get a stare down, and now it's. I go back and forth on this because we saw their stare down in New York. Like, Masvidal doesn't do like big stare downs anyway, right? Like he usually just puts his hands behind his back and it's pretty casual. But I don't know. It's like that last little. You know, people like that, right? I mean, you like to see it. You like the imagery. You like the the video. I mean. People and you like don't know what Diaz it. is
3: going to do. Diaz is kind of an iffy factor when it comes to stare downs. Remember, even when Cowboy came in
4: with the hat, oh yeah, he was man. like, oh, and he flipped the hat. That was off. A classic. I mean, there was just like yeah, you never Connor know stuff where there was some good ones there during those fights.
3: Yeah, I mean, like he's 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 a question mark. You don't know what he's going to do if he if he's a cool character and he and he's like whatever. He's just going to stand up there and he's just going to you know get that little chin. When he puts his chin up a little bit. Yeah. You know, he's got the hands up and stuff. But you never know on something like this, you know.
0: I know, and you want to see that, man. Wanted I like to see. that stuff. It would have it so- been, been fun because
3: then there's that anticipation. It's like, oh, because if he does something, George is going to pop off, yeah. and then we're going to have some shit. Then it, that would have been fun, that whole anticipation of what could happen. That's um, it. That's what we wanted. So we
0: didn't get it. We'll still get it at the face-offs, at the at the ceremonial weigh I mean, we're still going to get it the night before. But, I don't but it know, wasn't man. just their
3: face-off that we missed. Somebody else wasn't there as I well.
0: Oh, how about that, Darren Till showing up late, man? Uh, it's yeah. been a, been an adventure for him to get a visa. So yeah, we didn't get our main or, or our co-main. co-main. <laughs> Those, building, are,
4: the first, those the are the first
3: two ones that we put out. That's a, yeah, that's <laughs> like like, when it comes to video, those are the priorities. The and then it was just in. like, okay, we just stood here for a fucking hour. For what? <laughs> I mean, no offense to the guys in the car, but it's uh, like. Let uh, Chance run
4: Country face off. <laughs> that's what everybody's calling
0: for. This is disrespecting Chance. I'm going to tell him about that. All right, but we Not did finally chance. get Miles at all He did sit down. We, we knew that he was probably going to be a bit testy as well. Um, I asked him right off the bat, hey, why are you super late? Uh, and, and he explained it, and he was very honest. He admitted that he kind of didn't even want to be there. But I'll say this: Masvidal ended up staying for about 35 minutes. Man, the scrum that we did, and the whole thing. If you want to watch the whole thing, it's on YouTube. We've got it up there on the MMA Junkie YouTube. And uh, he he was uh, like saying where he, you he,
3: should he, subscribe if you don't haven't already. Y'all motherfuckers need to subscribe to our channel. That's right. So first,
0: you need to make sure you subscribe to The Roadshow. This, make yes, sure you're yeah. logged into...
3: Then right after that, but you sure log
0: into our YouTube You're and logged subscribe. into podcast if you're an Apple user. No longer <laughs> Apple iTunes. Podcast. that's make right. Make sure you're an Apple Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate us if you can. Uh, leave some feedback. We love the feedback. Leave us that if you can. But then, go straight over to the straight internet. Straight over. Do that. And then after that... Go to patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. <laughs> Support the show there. Show us the love. I mean, yes. you know, just help us out a little bit. We're we're trying to do things. So well, we've got
3: a couple of uh, recent patrons where if I was better, I would pull the names up, and I will try to look them up maybe before this oh, podcast so we'll, re- we'll reach out to them
0: personally. Yeah, sorry we got
3: yeah, you've been good about reading there. That's why I've been forwarding you all yeah, those absolutely. emails so you can send something. So thank you for the new people. So somebody is
4: paying attention to we this. really do If do you're still feeling something. generous after all that, I do have a Venmo account. God, uh, nope. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't worry about that. We'll we, we, <laughs> <laughs> that. Sound
4: got gar- garbled
3: there, are. but well, um, we should push the YouTube. I mean, like our YouTube's been slowly growing on its own, and uh, yeah, it'd be good. To, it'd be good to get some more interaction. I've been trying to play around and do some different little things there. And then once we build that up, then I'll build up the road chill YouTube. But we, I don't want to. I don't want to task our listeners with too much. You know that's a lot. Go to podcasts, do that shit. You go to the 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 road show and do that, and then the Patreon. You know, I
0: don't want to. I don't want to dump too much. No, not too much right now. We'll we'll get there. But we appreciate it. We appreciate it. All right, listen. We did have a chance to sit down and and speak with Jorge Mazidal. Like I said, I trimmed this down quite a bit. I know you don't want to hear the whole thing. If you do want to watch the whole thing, it is uh, on on the YouTube, as we said. If not, just hear the highlights right here. There are some uh, some pretty intense moments. So this was. Game bread. Hello, everybody. What's what's the what's the rundown of the day, man? We we're expecting you about an hour ago. What uh, what, what happened that you couldn't be here?
6: If you find Abraham Kawa, tell him thank you so much because I'm only here because of him. why why, would, why did you not want to be here? because I never want to do these things, bro. I just want to fucking always train and compete and fight and be by myself. I've been trying to go to Central Park forever and just go by myself and do what I've always done, visualize and meditate by myself and uh, I've done every single thing they said you know they, they kind of forget that I have to train late because the fight is late and I have to wake up early and this and that and I, I don't want to complain or nothing but I don't know it's, what am I going to get at what question of you guys is going to be different from yesterday or the day before What what's going to be different? No. Not a damn thing you know so why keep doing this repetitiveness I don't know you know I, I get it you know I got to show up and, and do things but I had things to do today in the morning I got to make weight tomorrow I've never miss weight and I got you know what's more important than all of this It's a fight on Saturday and having my head right making sure that I perform you know so I had to do a couple things today in the morning to make sure that Saturday Friday my weight is good and Saturday is good so you know this this is gonna hurt a lot of you guys' feelings this is like third of the, second of this first thing is fighting whatever it takes for me to fight is the first thing for me over you know there's other guys that live for this shit Kudos to them, if that's what they got into it for. I got into it so I could fight and shit like that. And coming back into the sport though, I knew I had to dominate this area of, of talking and interviews and fighting if I wanted to get the big paycheck. So I, I try to do as much as I can, but fighting comes first, you know, and I had shit to do in the morning.
0: I think the one thing we missed was we wanted to see the face-off. That's what we didn't get to see today. We wanted to see you guys together, get that. They could, they could Photoshop that thing together, and plus,
6: <laughs> um I'm not good at fucking uh, the media days. They, they didn't Ben to beat me like on two fucking uh, what are these things called press conferences or whatever? I care less about those things, man. I just want to fight. Jorge,
5: well, hey, you said that you're not a West Coast gangster, you're a Miami dude. What's the difference between the two? You're gonna find
6: out Saturday, my brother. Do
5: you there's, there's other people in this in this sport that make their whole shtick about the president, and yet he's gonna come watch you fight and not them.
6: Said it, you said it yourself, man. I think uh real recognized real no matter what your views are on Trump as a president, the guys a bad motherfucker man. The money that he's made, the, the obstacles that he's conquered, he's a bad motherfucker in his own way, you know no matter what your political views are. And who's he coming to see? It's not that cocksucker with the MAGA hat, talking about Trump this, Trump that, and he don't know shit about politics. And I'm not gonna sit here and talk about politics like I know about it, but I ain't gonna try to fucking sell people that I know about politics. That motherfucker can't even spell the nation's capital. Imbrid ass retard.
5: Would you like to have a Trump put the belt on you
6: on the rock? That'd be cool too. You Trump's a cool motherfucker, you know. Um, I don't want to get too much into politics though, you know. A lot of my Latin community might be upset at me, you know, so uh, I'm not going to dabble in the politics right now, my brother.
5: Do you, wish, do you wish you could have seen that other guy's reaction when he's announced that Trump was coming to this fight?
6: Oh, I know his his uh, reaction and his ghostwriter's reaction. because it's a small world. I, I know exactly how much teeth shaving they did when they actually found out and how cringy they got, you know.
0: I know you don't like talking about him, but the fans asked you about Kobe yesterday, and you said something. What did you say? Because we couldn't hear you on stage. That the universe is going to correct that
6: mistake via me. Uh, Our time will come, I'll dictate when, and then I will, a lot of people said, you included, I think, that what I did to Ben was a little uncalled for. No, it wasn't. What I'm going to do to Kobe is going to be uncalled for. my life on that man. Well, speaking of which, what's the atmosphere like getting to the team now? Because it seems like he sees me, security comes, coaches grab him, they put him away, they got me in a training separate room. He doesn't say a word to me. I uh, i fuck with him all the time because it, it, I, I'm the type of guy, if you say something right now, what? Whenever I see you, I'm gonna hold you to that. It's just who I've been since I was a kid, till right now, I don't have to prove it. Everybody knows that at any given moment, I see the my my bully, the guy that's trying to conquer me, we're gonna find out, and if we could fight every time that we came across each other, we would. He knows it, that's why he runs at me, that's why, I not mean, runs at me, runs away from me, that's why I go where he eats at and wait for him. He doesn't eat at these places no more, cause I'm going there to eat, and this little bitch is nowhere to be seen. And these are places that he constantly used to eat at. He knows that, that I know. So I've been at these places just wanting to have a talk with a man to man. This coward has not gone to eat at these places. I heard he's only doing over eats, you know. Not like a mosultum or nothing that's not me. So don't talk to a man to man, you know? Hey, you like, you? Just ask him some questions, you know, man to boy, you know, be like why why after I let you sleep in my couch? You ate off my food. I helped you get on MMA junk. I helped you get on Ariel Juan, BJPen.com, all these things. Why would you just turn on me just for a Facebook guy? Just for That much of a bitch, and I'm that much of an idiot. It's, it's truly, the, the mistake is on me, because I'm the fucker that let him, you know? He also burnt John Jones, and John Jones back then was sending little messages to Abraham and stuff, like, tell George you don't trust that dude. He's another guy, you know? And I was kind of like, there's three sides to every story, yours, theirs, and the truth. So I didn't really, uh, you know, I was like, eh, yeah, I didn't, it was in the early stages. Then he also brought my boy Woody, which is one of the few stand-up that is a true fucking friend. Doesn't know nobody money. In this That's one thing. A lot of fighters, fifty percent of, forty percent of, them owe money to train his coaches, people to help him get to that moment. I can't relate with those people. That, that to me, you're a fucking cockroach. Fuck, you know. You, somebody helped you. Somebody gave you knowledge and wisdom to get to the next level. And you don't. Paid back by like just giving him a little bit of money, you know, whatever the fair percentage is. And Kobe fits in that fucking same cowardice. He ripped off two coaches that I actually introduced him to. I feel like the asshole because the credit's on me it's on my credit that he did these things you know so extra fuck that guy you know
0: i think a lot of
6: us
5: here have like fallen out with like
6: best friends does that like hurt you i mean maybe that's a bit soft it doesn't hurt me at all it hurts me that i was so fucking stupid and naive to let this individual anywhere near my family friends coaches let him sleep on my fucking couch for about a year and uh all this that i'm saying is actually you can see it online or ask people at American top stuff. That's what hurts me, that I was that stupid and naive. Is there an argument that he shouldn't be at that gym anymore? It's
5: not just you, it's Dustin, it's Joanna. Is there ever an argument where you need to Dan, but
6: why you let this? My, my only argument with Dan and the company is, we're both men, we both know how to defend ourselves, right? But when I see him, and he sees me, let's just handle it, you know? And, and, and let it be what it is, you know? Because that, that is my city, and I'm very polite to him because in the snap of my fingers, I could have five cars, to the teeth with individuals to make sure he never comes back I don't do that, I want to handle it man to man he won't give me that, you won't, I just really want to talk to him and tell him, what is your fucking problem, he won't do that, he's a coward just like Woodley said he hides in corners when he was at the gym, that's what he does but when this is around and there's a couple security guards behind him, man that dude is a fucking uh, pit bull all of a sudden, huh and I, I can't relate with that shit, man, you know? So if Usman beats him in December, would you want Usman in the title or would you want him and the personal beef? Like you said, personal is personal, business is business. You know? I, I, you see how I handle personal dudes. forgot that guy's name from England. You see how I handle personal dudes. Business is business, you know? When it's business, it's, it's the biggest paychecks, it's the biggest belts. I, I can give a fuck less from my personal side to bring it to my business. There's a lot of guys from where I'm from still trying to fight me and shit like that. I'm not going to bring them into my biggest stage. I'll take care of being in the parking lot somewhere, you know? Because at the end of the day, I love to fight. So I'll, I'll give you that, but he's not gonna be on stage with me sharing it if he doesn't deserve it, you know
0: It might be bigger money than the title fight though I think more people might pay to see you and Kobe than they would you in Cameron
6: i I'm, I'm the ticket at 170. Wherever I fight, I make that fight huge. I make that fight big, you know? You
5: see that uh, McGregor says
0: he wants to fight the winner of this fight. Like, let's say that's on the, t- the table, of the
5: title's on the table. Which one's the way to go? Because you could defend this BMF title with a McGregor fight, and that would be probably bigger than a husband fight. I, I don't, Conor's done amazing things. So.
6: To get credit credit. He's got two belts, he's got the fastest knockout with the title. A lot of great things, you know. But as of late he hasn't competed in a lot and I'm just hearing things. I'm not seeing him, You know, he comes back and fights it, and fights whoever he fights and wins and wants to fight me. Of course I'm gonna fight that guy over everybody, just like I can fight Nate because Nate's a, a huge dog and he also brings in dollars. His honor's the same. He's a fighter. He might not be the toughest guy but he's a hell of a fighter and he brings in millions of dollars. So of course I'm gonna fight that guy over all these other bumps. It's a no brainer.
5: But is he fighting? I I don't know. Um, Are you excited after the Nick Diaz fight disappeared on you? Is it just like uh, can you believe a lot that you actually got Nate? You got one of the two.
6: Uh, part of me, yeah. Part of me, no. Cause I always thought for a while when I was coming up, man, I'm gonna fight Nate at some point. And then I started thinking, huh, fight might not materialize. I the strike, with you UC when we were both in the UFC, different ways. It's always a fight I wanted personally because I like the dude's style. I like how he carries himself. I like how he fights, you know. So I personally wanted a personal level. But I started thinking it might not happen, you know. And then thank God it's happening now. Okay, how much
5: of this fight is about legacies for you, because going down in history as the baddest man?
6: Oh, it's all legacy. It's all heart and drive. I've said it many times. I don't think Nate is the most skilled, but he's one of the biggest stars the sport has ever seen. And that, right there, to me, says a lot. You know, that, that's a guy that I want to be. I want to be like, yeah, hey, I beat that guy. You say you've got to put him
5: into another orbit. Is that the way to beat
6: a guy like Nate, definitely. You don't want to let that guy hang out at any moment. You might be beating him up for four rounds, you take him down and he's still gaining. He wraps around your neck. You can take his legs off of, as we've seen and the guy's just still coming, you know. So, you know, he's literally the best way to describe him. He's a you know, fighting dog. Um, fighting dog's the only way to take care of him is to um, put him down, you know.
0: All right, so there you go, Jorge Masvidal. He's got Nate Diaz on the mind for sure, but he's definitely got some Colby Covington on his mind as well. Now, he he usually goes into media sessions saying, don't ask me about other people. I don't want to talk about other people. But, you know, he had, he had mentioned somebody at, at the Q&A uh, – the open workouts that became a fan Q&A had asked about Colby Covington, uh, and he had a pretty strong quote, but the, it was tough for us to hear the way the audio was positioned, so you know, kind of asked him to, to repeat that. Of course, it was Oscar Willis, our good buddy from the Mac Life, that got him going on the president situation there. Um, listen, the Covington fight, and Covington's in town. Covington's going to be here, so I'm sure they're making uh, sure to keep those two apart. Um, man, if if, 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 the, if the stars can align and make that fight, I think that's going to be a big money fight because uh, Jorge, of course, a big star, and Colby, somebody that everybody loves to hate. Now, I don't know if, if you know Kamaru Usman happens to win, you know, if that downplays the importance of the match or whatever. But uh, man, there's some real rivalry between these two. And um, I, I, listen, I've heard people say that the that this is this is a work or, or something along those lines. Man, I, I do not feel that way at all, dude. Like, these two guys, uh, I, I, I to me, everything seems genuine. And the words that are coming out of doll's mouth, man, he seems uh, he seems fired up to, to punch a hole in Covington's face. <laughs>
3: yeah. And it's strange because these, these are the two guys that, you know, were, I swear we're like, oh, man, we won't fight. We'll never fight. We're buddies. We're whatever. And it's like
0: – Not anymore. That,
3: I'm like, was that a dream? Did I really ever hear that? Because it, it doesn't seem like there's any, any – Resounding moments of friendship anywhere left in the in the carcasses. <laughs> I
0: love I love Mozzie dolls. I guess if you want to call it trash talk. or we'll call it trash talk, but um, you know, the, like just it's it, it is again going back to like him being cool or whatever. Just like a him throwing out there like, a, hey man, I, I just heard Kobe like he he only gets Uber Eats now because he can't even go to the restaurants where he used to go because that you know I'm there you know and I'm <laughs> like That's, it's, it's solid you know it's subtle like funny. it's clever shit you know what I mean where it's, it's not great. like. It, maybe it doesn't, like, have the headline that you need, but it's, like, just funny talk. Like, you know, if you're talking shit to somebody, it's good. Yeah. All right, let's lay it down. Are we uh, Are we feeling good about, you know, after seeing these guys? We haven't seen the weigh-ins yet, of course, but we've been around and we've seen them. Now, these guys aren't going to miss weight, especially at 170. That's not a problem. Um, are Are we feeling good about a pick? I mean, I, I think we're all anticipating – I mean, I think we all agree that either guy could win the fight, right? I mean, these guys both have sure. the capability to win the fight. Either
4: you guys have a have a good read on this one, or, or feel strongly convicted about it. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't feel strongly. I mean, for our staff picks, I picked Nate Diaz, but Did uh, you? It's one of those ones mm. that, by no means, am I confident in it. I mean, I've been absolute crap at our picks this year. But um, that aside, I think, like like you said, both guys can win. But I think Nate, um, you know, the more dur- durable guy of the two. Um, I think he's going to be able to kind of shut down Masvidal with the jab a little bit and avoid like a huge one strike knockout right. like that which you know we've never seen him suffer like the Josh Thompson loss was more an accumulation of right. damage at that point. Uh, Masvidal is definitely capable of that but I just think like five round fights um 170 against a guy that's not like massively uh you know doesn't have all these like Physical advantages over Nate, like I feel like, kind of everything's on his side in the sense.
0: Definitely, the later it goes favors <laughs> Diaz, no question about it, right? I mean, definitely. Mm-hmm. What about you, Cole? I'm, I'm
4: gonna stick with my pick. I picked Masvidal, and
3: I, I, am pretty confident. I mean, I, I think that, like you said, I mean, when it comes to hands, and you, and you see Nate, he, he always shows up and surprises you. If he's able to keep that distance, and and keep those hands popping, and keep George, but. George isn't the I don't think this is the one that's gonna be like, okay, just willing to say, okay, I'm just gonna sit back and, and let you sort of dictate this pace. And we've seen even Connor dropped Nate right, right. a couple times. And I think Masvidal for the most part, you know, outside of uh, Connor, which has a nice, really strong hook, I think Masvidal hits a hell of a lot harder when he when he's punching any any lands contact. So I think if if, if Nate can get dropped by Connor, I think he certainly can get dropped by Masvidal. It's just a matter of, you know, if it doesn't overshoot and doesn't do something that maybe gets in the ground and then falls to, you know, maybe Nate's uh, submission skills. But, um, I feel, I feel pretty confident, but, you know, normally I would use the open workout to see the hands <laughs> yeah, to really like kind of, to kind of put that in there, um, but uh, it's going to be two, two calm and cool guys going in there throwing down, and and I agree with you that as it goes on, if there's been uh, a bunch of expending of energy, you know, and it gets to the fifth round, maybe George will be in a little bit of problem, or Jorge will be in a little bit of problem. But if it's just a sort of a slow plodding fight. Neither one of those guys is going to be tired by then. I think they'll right. still have plenty. So we need to have that sort of spark of action going for that. For that to be a worry, um, George. Or Jorge? I, I still always want you to call, call him George. I mean, I,
0: you know what? This whole well, fucking I, Jorge, I'm
3: like, it's George, well, right? Used, we
0: used to call him. We used it it always like, call we him used George. To call him George all the time, and yeah. then he and then he started going more by Jorge. Yeah. But then you still have like 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 Joanny uh, and Jaycheck always calls him Georgie. You know what George. I mean? So that like. Is so that like sticks? <laughs> the in tendencies
3: my head. just stick in there, and yeah. it's like uh, I have to work to call him jorge but
0: uh i'm still okay with calling him george
3: yeah i mean it's just that's what we did for so long when i first was introduced to who he was it was george you know so it's hard to shake that but um i I will stick with that pick i'm i'm i mean i'm not one to want to go throw cash down but i'm i'm not feeling too bad about that as being my pick there uh there was uh i can't i'd have to think of the fight now there is another one I, i know i wanted to switch on the main card, I'd have to look at the card again to think where it was. But, you, you yeah. felt like but you had I was to like, pick, uh, you oh, maybe maybe it's the Shabazzian Lee one. I think I went. I think I might have went you Lee?
0: Lee. You mean Gillespie Lee? Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, no, the, that's the one. No, I definitely picked Gillespie. Who's Shabazzian fighting? Tavares. I think I think I might have picked Tavares, and I think after, that's the one. I was like, oh shit. Maybe made a mistake. I think man. I made a mistake on that one.
0: It's uh Luke A. Thompson. That might be one. That might be a tough one too. Luke a. Wonderboy. I think, think's a tough one. All right, look, I'm gonna say this. I'm picking Masvidal as oh, that's well. that's another one. I I'm picked staying Thompson. with my pick. damn it. You're right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sticking. I'm I'm sticking with Masvidal. Uh, but I do feel like. I mean, again, we haven't seen him work out, but I feel like Nate looks good this week, and it he looks just feels great. Like he's on and. There's not the questions of, like, all oh, the long layoff. You know what I mean? The quick turnaround, I think, favors him. Yeah. So, it's uh, it's going to be a good well, fight. And he's Here's always
3: working out. He's always, like, running. Course. I mean, like, oh, yeah, when it comes to, like, cardio, like, yeah, and, yeah. the dude does his triathlon and his time off. Like, yeah, th- that's a guy you don't have to worry about, you know, when it comes to five rounds, ten rounds. The guy's going to be fine. And uh, But Jorge looks good, too. I mean, but... He looks like he still had some weight to drop off. You know, it looked like he's going to – if there's going to be one of the two that's going to have a little bit more of a long night tonight, I think it's going to be him. Um, I just hope we get so – I, we'll I hope
0: we get a couple rounds at least. I hope we don't get something quick one or the other. I know that sounds weird, you know what I mean, but I, I'd like to see some back and forth, some character build, you know, yeah. from both of them.
4: my, my question uh, to you, I guess, to flip the script a little bit here, what's the better result for the UFC? Having Masvidal win or having Diaz win, I guess let's just assume it's like a, a nice victory, you know, highlight reel, whatever, just like a good clean win, uh, no controversy attached. What's the what's better for the UFC? I would
0: say Masvidal winning would be better for them because I believe Masvidal's current like rise is predicated on him continuing to win. I feel like if he loses a little bit, like whereas I don't think Nate has to win to stay popular, and that that trilogy with Conor McGregor is. Like, like I said it from the beginning. Like those dudes could makes both, more
4: sense if he loses. Those
0: dudes <laughs> could both lose five fights in a row, and you put that fight. You know, they're they're on five fight losing streaks each, and you put them together, and it's going to be gold, right? Yep. So yep. I feel like the better result for the UFC is Masvidal winning.
3: I think so too, yeah. and you're gonna get a lot more value out of it because Masvidal more than likely is going to want to fight in the next three or four months after this Diaz probably won't want to fight again for another eight months, ten right. months. And I think Yeah, too, Masvidal's
0: kinda of said it right, like he's trying to capitalize. Like he realizes like, oh man, I finally got yeah. to this point and now I gotta capitalize
4: on yeah, it. And yeah and I think Masvidal versus obviously Covington is a massive fight, but mm-hmm. even Usman too, I don't think anyone really cares that much to see Diaz versus Usman nah. or something. Like maybe yeah. Diaz versus Covington, but like we've seen that fight with Nate Diaz. Yeah. Like especially at one seventy guys who are, you know, wrestling base can grapple like that. Like that's being the bane of his existence mm-hmm. in his career, at lightweight, a lot of times too, so, yeah, I think I'd tend to agree, Masvidal, there's more legs behind him winning, and like you said, Nate losing, he can come back from that, he's done it 11 times already, so. <laughs> That's crazy to say
0: it that way. Alright, real quick, uh, we haven't seen Darren Till yet, now they're gonna do a Darren Till scrum, Ooh. after... That Sources deal? say he has landed. <laughs> <laughs> Sources say he has landed. We're gonna see who? a uh, Dad uh, we're gonna see uh scrum with him after the ceremonial weigh in, so that'll be the first time we're gonna talk to him. I guess the good news is this is a middleweight fight. Normally we'd probably be freaking out being like this dude. Yeah. <laughs> if it was one seventy you'd have to waive the fight out. So I mean I listen, I I mean still, who knows? I mean he's been looking pretty healthy and pretty big in the yeah. media that we've seen, so You know, maybe this cut's still going to be a problem. Which is, I think it's fair that the UFC said, "Hey, you don't have to do anything. You know, we'll we'll take care of it afterwards." I get it because he's having to come in and basically make weight like what sixteen hours after he lands or something like that. Did you see the
3: picture that was up in the the Q and A? Or I'm sorry, at the open workout? No, he looked like that. It looked like it might have been like from the welterweight fight
0: or something. He was he was
3: he was looking pretty skinny up there. Some of the interviews
0: I've seen with him over in Europe, (laughs) it looks like he's 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 feeling good. So I mean. I guess just what I want to ask is, I mean, do, do, do you guys feel like this bodes poorly for Darren too Like, is I mean, is it like, are are we making too much of it that he didn't even know if he was going to fight until like a day or ago? Or do you feel like?
4: This is not good for him. No, this is 100% a problem. I mean, I think everything being equal, like, if none of this existed, this is already a terrible fight for him. Right. Like, I think from the moment this announced, everyone's like, Darren Till's fighting Kelvin Gaslam in his first middleweight right. fight. Like, there was all that, you know, hoopla about Dana White saying we need to, you know, walk it back with him, and et cetera, et cetera, all that stuff that happened. Like, I don't think a lot of people, maybe except for Darren Till and his team, felt great about this fight for him, and then you th- sprinkle all this adversity on top of it, travel issues. How, you know, is this going to affect his weight cut? It seems like, you know, from what people are saying and some reports out there, like, it's not going to be an issue. I think Brett Okamoto put something out saying he talked to someone on his team and they don't expect it to be a problem, which I'd hope not at 185. But it's still, like, that lethargic feeling of traveling overseas, the time difference and everything. Like, there's a lot of elements here that are working against him. So it's kind of... uh, it's a little rough. And then <laughs> add on top the actual stylistic matchup of the fight is, yeah. like, as bad as it gets for him. So, like, I like Darren Till, Great guy. Um, you know, he's been very good Ooh. to us over the years. Darren Till. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, that was well done. <laughs> I like that one. I like the Canadian version of it. Uh, yeah, like... All that stuff, but I think this was a career misstep. From dude, this i I mean, it was a, like you said from the minute it was announced,
0: everybody was like, "Bro, are you serious?" Like, yeah. settle down a little bit. So it was already a tough fight, and you put everything you said there. Yeah, man, I feel like this is a bad yeah. spot for Darren. And I, and I, like you said, I like him a lot. He's such a character, and he's fun, and he's. I mean, he's great for the sport. He's great for the sport in England. I mean, it's well,
4: clearly down dude. to have a fun night with the boys. Yeah, he's
0: gonna steal a cab or something like that. He have a good time. So. Uh, yeah, this is rough. The rest of the main card is good. Vicente Luque, Steven Wonderboy, Thompson. So big moment for Wonderboy to try to come back. Luque, man, finally getting some respect. even Ivanov versus our
4: man, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, man. always like to see him fight. dead
3: sexy this week. He's
4: light, Dude, right? he, I, I,
3: di- I didn't ask so him how light, much. He but said
4: lightest he's being in the UFC. He I, didn't yeah, me I mean, exact he's got
3: to have shed like 20 pounds. But he said he's gained a lot of muscle too, so, you know, the, the, the weight – he the actual look small, number. He just looks in good shape. Yeah, he looks yeah. in great and shape, man.
4: It's it's hard to say with him too, because like when you talk to him, you don't know when he's full of shit and when like he's actually telling you something. Just totally lie to your face and have fun. But like, I do feel like he did say this time off this injury was like the best thing that could have happened to me because. Like I don't know if we've ever seen Derek Lewis compete healthy in the UFC or like as close as right. these fighters can oh, actually get issues. to healthy. Yep. And there's always something—he's his knee is compensating for his back. His back is like you know, oh, there's been all these issues that have been ongoing, and uh, he seems to feel that you know he had this major knee injury, like he could not fight. They he he actually said he accepted a fight on the San Antonio card, and his team pulled him back, which is ridiculous. But like now he can get in there, you know, trim down on the weight. Like it seems like this is maybe the best version of Derek Lewis, we'll see. So, I'm excited for that.
0: I'm excited for it. And Blagoje is, dude, he is tough as nails. But, I mean, he's not real mobile and fast. And I think those are the kind of people that give Derek problems, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, he looks
3: sl. Uh, he looks small up, and he's not yeah, a small dude. No, but he looks small, small so. across from Derek. I was like,
4: "Wow." He, he did look somewhat <laughs> terrified in the face he, Right, I he did. I was <laughs>
3: like, "He looks
4: shook." I'm not that I'd say like these fighters are scared or anything, but yeah, yeah like I think that's a better it's way funny to put it. Because none, none of us mentioned that
0: before, but you know, I was ed- you shot the video. Yeah. I edited the video. And I did so- social stuff. So yeah. we didn't even mention that, but when I was editing the video, I was like, wow, he does not look comfortable in there. <laughs> At <laughs> all. He does not look good. So At all. Go check it out. If you haven't seen the face-off videos, which you might have skipped since we didn't have the main co go check that. See if you agree with our assessment. Gregor Gillespie versus Kevin Lee is a phenomenal fight. I like Kevin Lee a lot. You know, he's not yeah. in Vegas for this camp, but he's a Vegas guy. He's been out there for a long time, and I like Kevin Lee a lot. I do believe he's a little bit misunderstood sometimes and mischaracterized. Um, I think he tries to sell himself a little bit more. You know, he, he he embraced being that kind of star and being that kind of bad boy, and I think people give him a lot of shit that he doesn't deserve. Um, but Gregor Gillespie is legit. That is a very, yeah. very tough assignment. Corey Anderson versus Johnny Walker. I'm stoked for that, man. Johnny... Uh, this dude just highlight real moments after highlight real moments. At some point you wonder if it's gonna stop. Meanwhile Corey Anderson, he's got a chip on his shoulder, man, and, and I understand Look, like, he's not the yeah. Corey Anderson is the anti Johnny Walker, right? Like he's not like all highlight real moments and, and viral videos and stuff. But Corey's a great dude and a hard working guy. Um and, and, and like I said, he's got a chip on his shoulder that I think he wants to prove to the world that, you know, he belongs in the title fight and he's tired of, of getting overlooked. Uh Maquan, Amir Connie versus Shane Burgos. We've always been a big fan of McQuan's rise. He's a he's a character. Edmund Shabazi versus Brad Tavares. I'm torn on that one too, because Brad's, you know, been in Vegas forever, man. We've yeah. been covered his career for a decade. But I like Shabazi a lot, man. Yeah. This twenty one year old kid that looks really, really talented.
3: Gets better and better every every fight. He does. Every fight he gets better and better. He shows a new th- he shows a new wrinkle in there.
0: It's it's good. So I'm I'm torn on that fight, man. I really am. Andre Alaski versus J.R. Rosenstruck. Our lot I tell I tell you it's funny cuz Jair is is uh, a uh Man, he's a uh, he's a heavy hitter yeah. but dude and 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 I love Andre Lasky man I I'm, I'm an Andre Lasky homer just I'll throw that out there right away I think he's one of the greatest You dudes. might be a little bit of a homer A little bit of an Andre Lasky homer I love Andre Lasky but I'll say this man you always forget how big Andre is I was going
3: to say that was another one where you're like holy, holy shit, shit Andre looks huge cuz Jair is
0: not a small <laughs> he's man not small and small he at stood all. next to him and just towered over him, like Andre is huge, and I always forget like like I said, how big he is, so man, I'm, I'm really stoked for this card uh, man, uh, uh, no no debuts on this card at all, you know, we do a rookie report every week, no yeah. newcomers and that, not that newcomers are bad, I mean, obviously it's great, we're unfiltered new talents, but I just think that's always, when it's characters that you know, it's people yeah. that you no, have 100%, ties to so I yeah. actually
4: think, I tweeted something out like, similar to this, like a few years ago, I can't remember what card it was, I was like, something like, you know the depth of tonight's card shows there's no one making their debut. It's all no properties, and I think for the only time in my life, Lorenzo Fertitta retweeted me <laughs> and like retweeted <laughs> that post. And I was like, okay, like, I guess he thinks I have a point. So yeah, but it, it was, was like UFC 200 or you're, something you're like t- that. You're tied
0: to it, you know? I mean, like because you know mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. people. He
4: staked you for a ring card girl. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <He's> oh. <like laughs> oh,
4: gosh, what you doing?
0: What, did, what, did, yeah, what you doing? What? Yeah, you up? You up? You up? You still up or something? Oh my you god! Up. Chrissy Blair, shout out. Classic moment. Classic. All right, listen. Uh, we will have full coverage on uh, on Saturday night's ticket to MMA Junkie. We'll uh, of course we'll have it all here. There's three of us, so we better be able to handle our shit here in New York. The company paid a lot of money to uh, to send us here, so hopefully it's a good card. I think it's going to be entertaining. We'll try to squeeze in a little and a half action afterwards. It's tough because we get out of it's there. East Coast, super late. I was gonna say, <laughs> Kenny might, cold coffee might, cold <laughs> coffee might not be joining us for that one. That might be one that uh, myself and Mike Bond. That one gets
3: or, edited on Monday or, I do, <laughs> or on Sunday. Monday.
0: That's great. Yeah, <laughs> it'll come out after next week. All right, we're gonna go uh, have a few frost beverages. We need some dinner. My stomach's growling a little bit, but uh,
3: happy we'll, Halloween, motherfuckers,
0: and thanks for listening. I'm not afraid of